What's happening, people? What's good? It's BT Brite Podcast with yet another episode. And I will be the first to admit that I have been straddling the lines of getting these out there. But don't worry, they're coming back slowly but surely. Uh, if you have not had the opportunity to do so, be sure to follow me on Facebook under Brite Podcast. That's where you'll know when I'm about to go live. I'm updating social media to the nth of no return by making sure that the word gets out there that, hey, I'm doing this and not just talking to be talking. So I wanted to at least make sure that my followers and those who've been keeping up know what's going on and what's going down and how's it how it's going down. So we are going to just jump right into the news of the week. Uh, one of the articles or stories where well, I do have it, I actually have it written up as a topic. I just didn't add a, um, an image because I have I do share these on Instagram as well. So if you're following following me on Instagram, to um, you can check me out at Bright Podcast, and you can also look for it on Bright Eighty Two. So we're not gonna waste no time. We'll just jump right into this first topic. It's a little brief topic. Uh, it looks like Pele has found his favorite guy. Not surprised who it is either since they kind of have similar styles. Um, he has placed the infamous Lionel Messi as his top of the list of all-time best players. And he has him ahead of Diego Mardana. Um Just kind of a brief story. I'm not going to really read too much of this story because it was kind of like a quick story that kind of hit me. And it was a soccer thing. So you know me with my soccer passion. Um Long story short, Pele said it's very difficult because there have always been players who have been compared with me as the best player ever. First, that was Alfredo Di Stefano, then Johan Cruyff, um, Franz Beckenbauer, Bobby Charlton, Maradona, and now there's Messi. Um, Leo is Leo is the one I like the most. He's the most complete. The thing that's interesting about Lionel Messi that a lot of people don't take into account. I'm a little different, doing something a little different this morning because normally I kind of dodge away from the from the infamous um, soccer community on my stream on my podcast. But today I'm switching it up because anybody who knows me knows that I bought like gobs and gobs of scarves and had on my desk for AC Milan USA men's team. I supported everybody because it was just my thing. So it is what it is. Uh, but long story short, I I truly any anytime somebody's playing a sport and you have to keep account for them while they're on the field, that's telling you a lot by itself. Sorry, I'm a little adjustable because I thought I could be all right with this mic being away from me, but I'm very selective. No, I'm just kidding. Anywho, um, I truly think that he brings he brings the energy to the game that a lot of people did not expect, but in the same token. It's truly what soccer needs. The only thing that sucks for him is his national, like his his um league team does work. National team sucks, and I'll come clean in saying that because Argentina struggles in the um in the World Cup. Same with, same with Ronaldo. Ronaldo, great um La Liga team. Or I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to say La Liga. If not, then someone will correct me on it. But um, Ronaldo's team plays pretty good. But then when it comes down to World Cup, it's like he kind of goes incognito, and we forget he's even playing. So 
it's, it's one of those things it's kind of like up in the air sorry I need to kind of get my soul right um but yeah he I mean Pele picked a good guy a good choice and I, I wouldn't go against it one bit so that's kind of my brief update story about soccer kind of ignored it and didn't talk about it in a few podcasts but I may as well go ahead and bring it up uh if you do not already know, Leicester City won the um, the BPL Cup. They pretty much had it as a landslide because there really wasn't anybody that was kind of in their way. Chelsea kind of made it clear that they were flaking out. I mean, they they didn't get relegated, thank goodness, because I think if they did, they would have found a way to not relegate them, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that um, you honestly – never know how soccer is going to go they just were they were the team that had the best run of the best um, flow of games at at that time so props to them best you know best of luck to everybody hope hope teams bring the a game next year so we'll see how it goes now i'm gonna go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast and jump into my topic that i will be aggressively in my feelings about because it's amazing and we we talked about this I talked about this on a podcast a while back when my friend was on, and it's a legitimate point that a lot of people don't take into account. Um, everybody has been gun ho and strong and hoping that, you know, saying Golden State's the best team or one of the best teams, you know, they broke the record. But it's like they didn't finish. Well, <laughs> that was so mean. They're close to not finishing the job. And it's kind of tough because I was mad because I'm like, okay, I don't have a current picture of Golden State gone fishing, like as far as the current roster, because obviously they are not going to do it until they've officially lost the game. Uh, Game five is tonight in Golden State. Hopefully, if Golden State is smart, they'll go ahead and get this win so they can at least make this a series because they lose it four to one. It'll be very embarrassing because they literally were the favorite. They were the obvious like top horse in this race of winning of making a run to the finals let alone winning the championship uh the only team that really would have gave him a tough time obviously is the team on the eastern on the eastern side which is um had three to two against toronto and that is the cleveland cavaliers the Cavs right now are very interesting and i'm gonna tell you why they have the tools and the components to win but the key factor and the main question is going to be lebron uh random fact this if he wins if they win the series against Toronto I'm not gonna say that it's a landslide because game six it's been up in the air with this series because it's like Toronto gets at home and they play great but then they get on the road and forget how to play so it's like you gotta win their key thing is they have to win a road game and they have yet to do that so it's a matter of seeing what happens and just kind of letting it all play out but LeBron has been in the finals for the last five years so we're not going to even count this year because the finals have not started. But if the finals start and he makes it, this will be six straight years he's been in the finals. The main factor, the main question is, will he break even? Because right now he's currently two and three, uh, losing to San Antonio, Dallas, and Golden State. I don't know why I want to say Oklahoma City. I forgot they beat Oklahoma City. So, I mean, if, if it's a rematch of last year, I mean, of a few years ago when they played Oklahoma City and he was with Miami, It'll be a much different matchup, but I think it'll be interesting because Durant and Westbrook are playing at an at an all time high. Um, LeBron doesn't have the same supporting supporting cast that he had in Miami, but he still has some pretty 
reliable scoring mechanisms between Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, to name a few. Um, every someone brought this up because I've been look. I looked at someone's um, NBA 2K stream yesterday, bringing up about facts and stats and information regarding who's going to be checking who and who's going to get what points, and some players will get their their buckets regardless. All of that's fair and legit, but I think it's going to come down. The, the X factor that will be ignored or not looked at is the defensive side of the of the game. If there's not enough defense being played, then there won't be as competitive or as much of a battle in the matchup. And that's the best way I can describe that. Um, you have, a, I mean, because you got a lot, you'll have, you'll have five all-stars on the floor playing if Cleveland and Oklahoma City match up. Tough part about it is Golden State should be playing better basketball. The thing that's tough to me about Golden State, and I feel like I need to say this because it's the saddest part, and it kind of ties into my last topic, well, a mixture of my last topic, and then just kind of giving the, the date so people can be prepared, is Draymond Green is kind of like how the team runs. He's not the, I mean, he's considered he's considered himself and acknowledged himself as being the leader, somewhat of the veteran on the team. The tough part is he's been incognito and out of commission for a few games. Um, Golden State had an important thing that they needed to do to get the series back under control, and that was win the game Oklahoma City. Didn't happen. They lost two games in Oklahoma City. And, I mean, Oklahoma City is, you know, that's one of the toughest home crowds to play against. I don't know any other team as far as home court-wise who has a more dominant advantage other than um, Oklahoma City. Golden State, yeah, they won. You know, I think they won. They only lost one game at home last year, but still. I'm sorry, this year, excuse me. Sorry, and excuse the burp. That was kind of inappropriate, borderline. Um, and if you're listening, I know he's not, but Shaq, I truly enjoy your podcast. That's why I, I think the, the borderline and the air horn joke, I make reference to that more than a few times. But since he's here or there, he probably won't listen to this podcast. And if you do, great. If not, I understand. Anywho, um, I truly can admit that Draymond Green and and I and I'll be completely honest and I think this is what made game 4 very weird. So in game 3, if you go back and look, they had the, you know there was the infamous kicking of the in the groin of our of our good old guy um Draymond Green he kicks, you know, Steven Adams. And there was loot, you know, there was controversy, questions, concerns about whether he would get a suspension. Of course, he didn't get a suspension. He got a fine. He got fined. Everybody thought it was unfair. Dante Jones got suspended a game. It was like two different, two different players, two different games, two different dynamics. So they treated him differently. I think they handled it wrong, but it's neither here nor there. The crazy part is he still played game four and was a no show. So it was almost like he really didn't even technically play to begin with. So it, it, it was almost like it made a difference, but it didn't make a difference. So something you got to think about. But game three and game four, Westbrook and Durant showed why they're two of their very dangerous backcourt when they're on full cylinders. And that's, I truly think that's what makes or breaks a lot of the teams or a lot of the matchups in, the, in basketball is if the... <clears throat> How can I put this? If the true superstar shows up or if the superstar has uh, if the superstar basically clocked out, that's usually how it goes. 
A uh, perfect example. A few years ago, I want to say it was a series against San Antonio, which I didn't really get to see, but from reading stories, it kind of was evident. LeBron checked out. And LeBron was kind of in his little, I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm, I'm prioritizing me, and I'm thinking about myself and what my plans are. And, of course, that was the same year when he was leaving Cleveland, I mean, leaving Miami to go back to Cleveland, which still was just him wanting money but also trying to bring a ring. His goal of coming back to Cleveland is to bring a ring back, to, to, to bring a ring home. Um, this year is about as close of a chance as he has. Everything's in place. No one has really been hurt. And that's another thing that I'm going to talk about, too, that I really want to point out about this year's playoffs. Steph Curry is playing hurt. Nobody wants to acknowledge it, but Steph's playing hurt. Matter of fact, Golden State has a few players that are playing hurt, but you're not hearing about it because it's not being made as it's not as much noise being made about it. All fine. All well. All good. However, LeBron. LeBron, he always has injuries, but it's not really made a big noise. Kyrie's been playing on injuries. Kevin Love's been kind of having stints here and there. Kevin Love's been having a rocky moment here and there with, with basketball. So, I mean, with this with this season or with, with the playoffs, rather. Um, Oklahoma City, no injuries. Now, I want to say something, and I really want to be clear in what I'm about to say. I know it sounds like I'm not mentioning Toronto in any of this conversation. I don't know about, like, Toronto... Toronto has an important task that they have to do. They have to win two games straight. Right now, they're currently down three to two. So that means they have to, obviously, they have to win their game in Toronto. And then of all things, they have to win a a game in Cleveland. And I'm not saying that that's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be hard. I'm just saying they need more than DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry to come scoring points or not showing up because... The tough part about it is when your two main guys don't show up, it shows and it exploits itself. And that's pretty much been the case with how the NBA or how the league has been the last few items of months or weeks or years or whatever, however you want to put it. So you have to take that into mind, take that into account when watching or observing how games have been played over the last, I don't know, few months or years or whatever. Um, so that's kind of my overall conversation piece or discussion regarding what has and hasn't been going on currently with basketball and what's coming down the pike. Uh, the NBA Finals is on June 2nd. Important task, tall order that no one's really taken into account and I think needs to be pointed out. If I were Cleveland, I would win this next game. And I'm telling, I'm saying this only because... When it comes to going into the finals, you want to be as healthy as you can. Like the finals now is set up where they they set time aside to make that game a specific day, so that way it doesn't roll in or go too far down the line. Or they push it up earlier or none of that because they know once that comes on, that's when they can get the ad revenue, get the space, the money, the cap, and all that stuff. It's all the political slash business mentality of the industry of sports. Same applies with football. I won't get into it now because if I do it, a lot of people will stop watching football. Just being honest. So I'm I'm jumping around. Like I said, I, I've already talked about the Draymond Green getting a fine slap on the wrist. I called it the kick scene around the world because it was the most interesting thing. Like he literally groin. He got him like just out of nowhere, and he was saying he wasn't doing it in pur- on purpose. And it's like, hey, it is what it is. You can't you can't really forecast whether something was or wasn't done on purpose. And I mean that's 
part of the game. So I get that, too. Um, the big story that I'm going to jump into, and this will kind of be my final closeout or the, the main thing that I well, my main my main hit was about the playoffs. But my other story was a few days ago, any players who decided that they were going pro if they did not have an agent and they went to combine and they did not like how combine went for them for the NBA combine, they did have the option of going back to college. Uh, it's a new rule that came into place this year. Interesting thing is I noticed there were a lot of guys who were talking about, Oh, I'm going pro. I'm going pro. I'm going pro and ended up not going pro or they didn't even go to the combine. So I'm hoping that one, they're not going to be seen two or three months from now in the D league. And two, they actually work on two things, their basketball game and most importantly, their education. Because, I mean, you're going to school on a free ride. The least you can do is utilize that free ride and you learn and become the best basketball player you can become if you have that thought or mindset or process of wanting to go pro. Because, I mean, you can't get but so many spots in the NBA. And I think sometimes people miss that part. Like there are over 300 players in the NBA. That's that's counting for 10 players for all 32 teams. Like, oh, I'm sorry, 10 players for 30 teams. I always, I always forget the number, but it's 32 because I always get matter of fact. OK, I'm being slow and I should be not making this shouldn't be making it so complicated. There are 30 teams in the NBA out of 30 teams. There's 10 players solid, like five starters, five bench players and then three, you know, extras. And then you have um, injured reserve players who are ready to go. So out of those 300 plus players, you're trying to get a spot in the NBA. If the NBA doesn't work out or pan out as, as the, or as the term is called, like I just said, pan out, then you have to look at going to the D league D league. You're not going to make any money. You're not going to play that many games. You're trying to get shine and get exposure in the event. Okay. LeBron James gets hurt. And I know this is unrealistic, but I'm giving it an example to make a point. LeBron James gets hurt. He's out two or three weeks. They need somebody to produce minutes or substitute or be able to come in and step up and get points or at least fill a spot on the team until he comes back. LeBron comes in. He's back on the team. Bye. See you later. Go back to the D-League. It's been great. We've, we've enjoyed your services. Yeah, that's the type of treatment I want. It's somewhere in my mind. <laughs> and as I usually always say, meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, anybody who doesn't understand that reference I would say UrbanDictionary.com, but the best thing probably would be if you just ever look at any television shows from like the 80s, 90s, probably 70s as well. That was always the narrator's presentation, segueing you back to the ranch. But anyway, a big name that one of the big names who decided to go back to college was Melo Trimble from Maryland. He didn't have the best combine performance. He knew that. He acknowledged it. He went back. I think that's good for him. I think that's going to be good for the team Um, based on him being them being a big 10 big 10 team i'm making sure i got that right yes um being in the big 10 that'll be helpful because number one the big 10 has a lot of guys a lot of big names coming in next year who will be playing so that will that will help out as well um so that that should work out in his favor um let's see i don't know who to see me is caleb swanigan he went to purdue um, Onaku, he's going to stay in the draft. I'm not sure how that was, how that may go for him because he's possibly going to go to, he'll probably be, he's not going to be a first. I, I don't see him as a lottery. Like, but see, then two lottery is so up in the air because there's still players who haven't even done any workouts. Like, for instance, Ben Simmons will probably have a private workout that he's going to do to show 
why Philadelphia is going to pick him up. He's kind of mad because he doesn't want to go to Philadelphia. Business moves amaze me, but um, money surprises me. He wants to go to L.A. because he knows he's got a better shoe deal if he goes with because he's already with Nike, but he wants to get a full potential shoe deal with Nike because it's kind of like an easing one player out, easing another player in. Like Kobe's leaving, he had Nike. Ben Simmons coming in, he's going to be with he's with Nike. So that's more of the money making business move and political political science of sports, I guess you want to call it. Uh, Joshua, I think it's Josh Hart, if I'm not mistaken. He's he's going back. Big story too. Uh, I like and then like I named him like he was a former five star. Like he isn't a good player now. Like um, Marcus Lee is not going to be playing for Kentucky next year. However, Marcus Lee will not be going to the draft. He has decided to transfer from University of Kentucky and. It's a matter of which big schools are looking at getting them. There were a few schools named. I know Gonzaga was on the list. Kansas. There are about five or six schools that are looking at him because I mean he's still he's a junior. I believe he's a rising junior. So I mean he's not gonna. You're not losing anything if he comes in. Yeah, he's a junior. Junior forward would not be entering the draft, but is going to transfer from the school. I mean he he just didn't have a legitimate chance of really. I mean he could. It it also and I didn't really see much of it, so I'm not sure. I saw the combine as I could, but I didn't see him really playing, so I don't know. He may not have got the output of the results that he was looking for from the combine. Because I mean, the interesting part is even if you don't have an agent, you can still talk to coaches, and coaches who are at the combine are going to be honest and telling you, "Hey, look, you need to go back." <laughs> if they're smart, like telling somebody, "Hey, you're going to be a great fit with the the L.A. Clippers, and we need you. We need a player like you to come in." No, don't lie to these don't lie to these kids. Like the NBA, and I and I, I I emphasize this all the time, and I talked about this a few podcasts ago, and I I stick I stick to it and I stand behind it. The NBA draft is not going anywhere. It's not closing down. It's not shutting out. It's gonna still be there today, tomorrow, next year, the year after that, 2040. It will still be there when we're all gone. Whoever's running the NBA, the NBA will still be in existence. So don't be so gun ho to run and go play basketball. Like this upcoming class of 2016 is coming into college and going to Michigan State, Kansas, UCLA, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, all those schools. Don't be in a rush to go to the draft next year, especially if you're not NBA ready. Like, I can be the first to admit by looking at his videos, and I'm, I'll am i say this about both of these players, and then I'm going to kind of close out because I know I've been talking for a while. And I've done pretty good because I have really not even been looking at the clock. Yay me. Anyway, um, Ben Simmons was ready when he came out of high school. Ben Simmons could have went pro coming out of high school. Like if, they, if there was no one and done rule implemented, he would have came out of high school and went pro. And it wouldn't have been a surprise. I would not have had any issue or concern with that. Uh Josh Jackson, I think his name from Can that's committed that committed to Kansas. If he were to go pro now, like looking at his build, his game, all the intangibles and putting it all down on paper, I don't think he was ready. He needs at least two years. Now, there's another kid coming out um, or that went, that's going to Michigan State, Darius Miles, if I'm not mistaken. Not Darius Miles. Um, uh, 
Miles Bridges, I'm sorry. Miles Bridges going to going to Michigan State. I could have seen him going pro. But I also realized too, he still needs to work on a few things and I think they'll work on that with him at Michigan State. Um you there it's kinda like picking pick and choose, pull and pull and pick however you want to play it, but Nonetheless, you just kind of got to observe and let the sports, let the sports gods work as they do. Not everybody comes in as a LeBron James. You do have the Deshaun Stevenson and the Michael Olawakandis and the Darko Milicics of the NBA. If you don't know who those people are, <laughs> look them up. But anyway, I'm going to end this podcast here. Uh, shout out. I didn't do any music today. I've kind of been chilling, but Grimecraft, appreciate You know, I've been checking out the stream, the VR life you're doing is serious. I'm going to keep pushing you. Don't care. Uh, this water that I'm drinking, holding it down. <laughs> if I could promote Deer Park, I would. But anyway, um, anybody who has been listening to the streams or, I mean, I'm sorry, listen to the podcast and check me out accordingly, I do appreciate it. Uh, I do, I do also do, and this is kind of my, this will be, I guess I'll use these last decent five minutes to do a little bit of PR promotion. Uh, if you are not already following Facebook, my Facebook main page is Brats82. Twitter, Brats82. Instagram, Brats82. As far as the podcast goes, I'm sorry, on Twitch, I do live stream video games and I am at Brats82 on Twitch. If you want to check out this podcast or any other podcast, they are on my YouTube page, which is under BTaylor21. Uh, I do have them saved on Spreaker.com slash user slash Brate podcast. Uh, I initially had to remember because I forgot I went through a lot of name changes, but it is under Brate, which is B-R-Y-T-A-Y podcast. One, all one word, no underscores, no spaces, no periods. Um, check out the content. If you're lucky, you might get led to some of my crazy, my other crazy content when I first started. So just enjoy hope you all have a good day it's thursday if you have a chance get out there and enjoy the nice weather uh we creeping up on memorial day weekend be safe be careful don't do anything stupid um one of our managers brought it up yesterday and it's gonna be said to me, for me to you all if you are planning on drinking go ahead and just hang the keys up somewhere and hide them from yourself that way you can't drive because it's not worth it and um that's pretty much all i got until next time Stay blessed, be positive, be a blessing, not a burden. If you are a burden, make sure it's a beneficial burden. Just throwing it out there. We're not. But until then, this is BT signing out. Peace.